How's it going today, guys? Once again, I'm back here live in the studio. Another episode of Hot Takes with TB3. I apologize, guys, if my voice is a little bit raspy. I was yelling pretty hard at the Braves game. I was yelling pretty hard this weekend at Florida State Falcons and the Braves. So my voice is a little, it's not all there like it usually is, but... We had a big weekend, guys, and I've just got to start with the biggest thing, and that's Drew Brees' record-setting night last night. He broke the all-time passing yards record. It's kind of funny. Peyton Manning came on the TV and gave a funny little speech about how he broke it. I was laughing pretty hard about it. You know, I'm, I'm obviously a Saints hater, guys, since I'm a Falcons fan, but I can respect one of the all-time greats, and that is Drew Brees. Now, a lot of people would make the argument that he played indoors, so it was easier. I mean, Peyton Manning did the exact same thing, but I can't ignore, guys, what Drew Brees did. He's a true underdog dog below six feet tall I know everybody's been saying it all day everybody's been saying it Drew Brees wasn't wanted, guys. The Chargers didn't want him. They chose Phillip Rivers over him. They sent him away. He failed his physical with the Dolphins. You know, he's under six feet tall, drafted in the second round. He's been doubted his whole career, but this guy, he's won a Super Bowl, and he's absolutely balled out as a quarterback. And, you know, he has done it to me kind of in garbage time with a lot of teams, the Saints teams that didn't win games for a while, even though he did win the Super Bowl. But he's been a winner the majority of his career, and you can't ignore what he has done. I think Drew Brees is definitely one of the all-time, probably top, seven to, uh, somewhere from seven to five quarterback to ever play the game and we've been watching greatness guys straight up I mean Drew Brees throws the ball all over the field he's good at getting around to everybody Michael Thomas is the real like big name wide receiver that I can remember him having oh, other than that I mean he really never has the big name wide receivers but he's good at spreading the ball around to everybody he dump, doesn't care if he has to dump it underneath to his running backs another big thing that they were talking about last night on the uh, broadcast because I was listening to it on the way home from the Braves game was he's not scared to throw the ball out of bounds guys Drew Brees will throw the ball away it doesn't matter to him he doesn't care about his stats he wants to win games he's a smart intellectual quarterback he's good at using his legs to get outside of the pocket make big plays downfield and it's just a great way guys to celebrate a great career by a great quarterback didn't like Vic Beasley tweeted out to him but Drew I can't ignore what you've done buddy I got to give you some love no matter what even if I am a Saints hater I mean you've done great man your team's four and one you've won a Super Bowl you've got the Saints team back to where they used to be you've done a great job Drew keep it up you have a Hall of Fame career and I'm proud of you all right guys I'm about to welcome on for this next segment of our show our guest for this for this uh, episode and that would be Tony DeBrell of the Columbia Fireflies for the Mets Class A minor league baseball team. But right before I welcome Tony on the show, I just want to talk real quick about a couple other NFL things that happened. And I'm going to focus here on the Giants because they're the best way for me to lead into all these storylines. And the Giants, guys, they screwed up and messed their entire team up when they went out and they didn't draft a quarterback. I mean, it was clear and evident in this game. I was watching on Sunday. We were, Me and the buddies were all up at Twin Peaks watching the second half of the Falcons game, watching all the other games of one of my roommate's birthdays. But Eli Manning threw two interceptions in this game. Both of them were terribly thrown in at big times in the second half of the game. And before the game started, Odell Beckham kind of said he's a guy who can't get out of the pocket all it is just throw underneath and I know a lot of people have been kind of giving Odell crap for it in the media and stuff but I agree with Odell I mean Eli Manning's always been the problem I've said all season long it's not the offensive line even though they cut Eric Flowers today it's not his fault Giants fans always want to point fingers at other things but I hate to break it you guys Eli Manning's never been that good he's probably the most underrated quarterback in the NFL in my opinion those Super Bowl teams were all about those defenses those defenses were stacked up from top to bottom but 
This is a game the Giants should win, and this is a Sunday where we watched all four of the rookie quarterbacks ball out. We saw Josh Allen get a huge home win, huge home win. I love Josh Allen. Y'all know I do. He's got this terrible Bills roster in two and three after a huge home win versus a good Titans team that y'all know I'm very high on, very disappointed in the Titans. That's my most disappointing team from this weekend. But just looking at all these other rookie quarterbacks, I mean, we saw Baker Mayfield get a huge home win. He took care of the ball through for over 350 yards. I mean, Baker absolutely balled out. This was a really good performance. He didn't take care of the ball against the Raiders, and he took care of the ball here and beats the Ravens. And that's an absolutely huge win right there. We saw Sam Darnold bounce back, throw the ball all over the place. Curl ran the ball well too, but this is a really good Broncos defense guy, and they got guys, and they got a big 34 to 16 victory here. And then we even saw Josh Rosen, kind of that overshadowed rookie. We saw him catch a 75 yard pass. We are throw a 75 yard pass to Christian Kirk. We saw him scratch, connect rookie to rookie there. There's one of my favorite rookie sleepers with Christian Kirk at wide receiver, and Josh Rosen balled out guys and got the win against 49ers team. It's easily the worst team in the NFL, no doubt about it. Without Jimmy Garoppolo, that roster was not very good without Garoppolo they're even worse but I mean the Giants clearly screwed up here we saw all these teams ball out they could have had pretty much any of these quarterbacks except for Baker Mayfield maybe they could have traded up for him but it'd be kind of stupid at number two to trade up for number one when you could have all these options for rookie quarterbacks that are good but I mean the Giants just screwed up straight up guys and I don't think it's going to get any easier for them next week and we got a hungry Philadelphia team who's going to be fighting for their life and ready to get a victory. I mean, Philadelphia knows how to play with a sense of urgency. I don't like all the distractions they've had. I'll get into that in a little bit here with Tony, but I mean, guys, the Giants to me are the biggest loser of Sunday because it proved that they needed a quarterback, and I love the fact that Odell called him out. He's one of the only players who can do it. Stop being critical of Odell, guys. He made the right call, but now it's time to turn it over here to me and Tony. All right, guys, so once again, as promised, I got Tony Debrell here with us, Class A pitcher for the Mets uh, Columbia Fireflies affiliate. Tony, say what's up to the people. Hey, how y'all doing? <laughs> um, you know, guys, we got we got lots of good stuff coming for y'all. MLB playoffs going on, but first, let's ask Tony some questions about how the transition's been to the minor leagues from Kennesaw. How's it, how's that been going for you so far, Tony? Uh, it's been pretty good. You know, it's basically like summer baseball. You don't have to go to class; you just go to the field. So the transition's been easy, and the coaches at Kennesaw. They implemented the same stuff that we're doing in the minor league, so it's been pretty good. That's what I like to hear. Yeah, I bet it's definitely better not having to go to class or have to keep up with any of that stuff. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I definitely won't miss that when I graduate. But what's um, what have you been trying to get better at to perfect your craft? So my big thing is, like, I strike a lot of people out, but what happens is I throw too many pitches when you strike everybody out. Yeah. So my thing is just trying to throw – uh, more strikes and more effective strikes rather than going for swing and misses on every pitch I throw. Oh yeah, definitely because I mean you want to get later in that game where you're dominating and keep posing your will on the other team. Right. Um, what's your go-to pitch? So usually if I'm feeling good that day, I'll throw fastball up. Usually is my go-to. If they swing through it, they swing through it. If not, then it's usually a pop-up. And then, but normally on any other day, it's probably my slider. Okay, okay. How, how fast have you been hitting on the fastball lately? Uh, I started the season, I was average like 90, 92, and then at the end of the season, like 92, 94, and I ran it up to 97. Okay, that's what, I mean, that's what you always want to see, man, yeah. getting stronger as the season goes on. Um, out of all the pitchers in the MLB, which pitcher do you like watching the most and think that you like try to model your game after? Um, I love watching Jordan Hicks, but that's just because he throws flames. But I... Uh, 
I model my game after Justin Verlander. He throws he throws fastballs up and he throws pretty hard and he throws that big curveball. So that's what I've been trying to do basically with my game. Oh yeah, I know Verlander's been one of the most dominant pitchers over his whole career. It feels like he's caught a second win. The thing I always love about watching Verlander is that he's still hitting the hundreds late in the game. Yeah. Gotta get stronger as the game goes on. But let's talk a little MLB playoffs here. I mean, the Braves, obviously, we were outmatched by the Dodgers. I was really glad though to see us put up a fight. We didn't lay down, we got strong. I mean, we didn't even lay down yesterday. How do you think the Braves look at, look ahead in the future? I think they look very good. This is normally what happens with young teams. They they make it to the playoffs. They go through the growing pains, is what people call them. Mm-hmm. So you got to lose a couple times to get the the feeling of being there and the atmosphere and everything that goes into it, the preparation. So I'm sure they'll be back next season and seasons to come because they got a nice little lineup. Oh yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like I definitely love the way our lineup looked, and that's all I wanted to see was just just us even fight. Like I was even saying on Twitter before the game started, I was like, even if we lose tonight, I'm not gonna be mad. I just want to put some runs up and we ended up putting runs up and got the win. I mean, Freeman went deep. Uh, What do you think the Braves need to do the most to get better this offseason? That's a tough question. Um, I think ah, they probably just need one more, like, veteran starting pitcher, I think, to really, like, round out their – their rotation because I feel like if they had like uh, just say like if they had Justin Verlander there or like a Clayton Kershaw mm-hmm. somebody who's like you know is gonna get a win basically every time if they had that I think that would just build their team even farther yeah no I agree with you completely I think we need to go out and get the big arm looking at the market Dallas Keuchel's probably the best available free agent pitcher I know you told me earlier you're not a big fan of Keuchel what what are you thinking there um, he is a he's obviously a very good pitcher he doesn't throw very hard so mm-hmm. for me personally Personally, I like the pitcher who's going to go out there and like dominate. And I feel like if you, he's more of a ground ball pitcher, yeah, not a strikeout guy. And I just like watching people who strike people out more than. Oh yeah, no, I do. I do too. Hundred percent. It's fun to watch the umpire ring them up and just watch them swing and miss. See them keep throwing the heat. I mean, I agree with you. I think the Braves are going to have to kind of trade for a pitcher. Right. I like Keuchel. He has struggled though in the past with being consistent. I mean, yeah. he can dominate sometimes, and other times it can be iffy. I think we could. I could see us upgrading from Marcakis if we can't get him back for cheap. I could see the Braves putting a big name outfielder out there. I definitely think that we need to add some power to the lineup. But overall, I think we've got everything done. I know some people were saying. We need a new manager. I personally thought Brian Snicker did a great job. I love how he put Sean Newcomb in there in the playoffs and kind of changed up the Dodgers lineup last minute and then brought in Gosman. I think he was in the fourth inning. So I thought he did a good job there. And then he pinch hit for Fulte early yesterday. Mm-hmm. With, yeah, with Suzuki. I felt like that was yeah, that was a huge man. I mean, we would have never led that game probably if he didn't do that. Yeah. So I definitely think we've done a good job there. But looking over at the NLCS now, we know we got Kershaw going in game one versus the Brewers. Brewers, Dodgers, who you like in this series? Right now. I gotta be honest I do like the Brewers but they are on a what is it 11-12 game win streak Something yeah, the Brewers are absolutely on fire. They closed out the season. They won nine. They went right. nine and one in their last ten. So I think they're like eleven game win streak, something crazy like that. They're real hot. And Kershaw's got that that history of not doing that well in postseason play. With that being said, it is Clayton Kershaw, so you never know. He's yeah, out there and give you eight scoreless. So. I think I got to go with the Brewers in this one. They got the MVP, obviously. Oh, yeah, Yelich, absolutely. He's nice. And then 
everything about them just coming together. So I got the Brewers in this one. Yeah, I actually am going to agree with you here. I mean, the Dodgers, they have that big, like they got the payroll, but the Brewers at the same time, they went out and did it in the offseason with all the players they brought in, Lorenzo Cain, Christian mm-hmm. Yelich. They went out and spent the money. They did what they had to do to bring guys in. I thought this team definitely, I picked them to make the playoffs before the season started. Mm-hmm. They kind of faded, but like you said, they got hot. I mean, Yelich had 19, going to the playoffs, had 19 RBI or 21 RBIs in his last 19 games. He absolutely caught fire. The biggest thing that stood out to me is the Rockies kind of have a stacked up order when you face Story, LeMayhew, Arenado, Cargo, and Blackman. I feel like those five hitters in the order, I mean, those guys, those are guys are all all-stars basically, and they had a point, they had a 0.64 ERA in that series, gave up two earned runs, so I just feel like the Brewers are on fire and the way they're pitching it's going to hold up. Yeah, I feel like it doesn't get talked about enough, but their, their bullpen is unreal. Yeah. Like, they are... They're nice, so yeah. Josh Hader, like I feel like you, I feel like you're not getting a hit off him. Yeah, it's he's been unreal this season. His fastball sitting at like 98. Mm-hmm. And he's got that unreal slider. So yeah, he had like a 19 inning run at one point in the season where he didn't even allow a base runner. Yeah, so, like, yeah. Their that bullpen's on. Like I just felt like that whole series, I was kind of waiting on the Rockies bats to get hot or to do something every single game. But aside from pretty much the ninth inning of that first game, they didn't do anything. That was the only game they even scored runs in. Uh, let's look over at the AL playoff. We got a huge game tonight between the Yankees and the Red Sox. We got CC Sabathia going for the Yankees. He's been really good for them at home in the playoffs. And on the other side of things, we got Rick Porcello going for mm-hmm. Boston. Who you like tonight? Right. I'll be honest. I think I got to go with my boys, Boston Red Sox. Ooh. So. I do like uh, CC Sabathia. Mm-hmm. I think he's very good. He's a veteran. He's pitched there before. But the umpire is uh, Angel Hernandez, who is notoriously not good at his job. And it's already come out, like, before the game even started, that uh, CC's already got a problem with him. So he's going to have a problem with the umpire and the Unreal Red Sox lineup. So. Dang, see, I kind of like that. I mean, it definitely is a hitter's park. It's in both of these parks. It's tough. It'd be tough on anybody betting to go with an under in this series. My biggest thing, Sabathia, he's 5-1 and one with a 1.76 ERA at home in Yankee Stadium in the playoffs. He's kind of been there before, like you said. I just have a tough time picking the Red Sox tonight. I got to go with the Yankees. I mean, games, game five, before I can make a prediction, I got to see who's pitching both ways. But right. it's, it's crazy. I mean, it's just right. fun seeing the Red Sox-Yankees in right. playoffs. It's always good to see that rivalry. There might be a fight. You never know. Yeah, no, I'd love to see the benches clear. Like, you remember a couple years back when I think it was – What's his name? Like Don Zimmer or something like that when him and Pedro got it. Yes. And Pedro threw on the ground. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's like one of the sports memories. Yeah. I, I, mean, I like that one. And then I liked uh, – who was the dude? Who was the pitcher who just got in a fight for Boston against the, uh, the Yankees? The long-haired dude. Um, I, can't, I can't remember. I can't think of his they name. They just either. fought last year, I think. Yeah, no, I know exactly what you're talking about. I can't yeah, think of his name either. But, yeah, it's a fun series. It'll be yeah. fun to watch tonight. I thought – I couldn't believe – like, I got home from the game. And I went and turned the game on, and I was like – I was like, oh, my it was gosh. It was already yeah. 10-0. I think there was, like, a problem with Severino. Like, he didn't get warmed up in time or something mm-hmm. like that. And then it was just all downhill from there. Joe Kelly was the Joe guy. Kelly. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Yeah, no, that, that, that was crazy last night. I was not expecting yeah. that at all. Severino's been kind of questionable in the playoffs. Yep. Do you think either of these teams get to the next round, they can beat Houston? That's tough. I do not think they will beat Houston, though. 
Yeah, I agree. I mean, I picked, yeah. I picked them in the World Series this yeah. year again. I mean, I had the Cubs winning the World Series this oh, year. Geez. I stuck with it when the playoffs started. I was like, all right, I feel like the Cubs are I just didn't see the Cubs losing two elimination games in a row at home, but didn't work out for them. Yeah, the Yankees already played a couple of, like, elimination games, so they, they got a long way to go to get to that, to the World Series. So I don't see them doing it. And – the Astros are very hot right now. You saw Bregman um, talk about the the Stro show. Yeah, it's time now. They're they're on primetime TV. They're about to show off. I think that's what I'm saying. Like even last night, it was two it was two one going into the going into the seventh inning. The next thing you know, it's twelve yeah. to two, and the Astros are they're crazy. Yeah, that hitting lineup's unreal. I mean, the yeah. guys they bring to the plate: Tuve, Correa, Springer, Bregman. like you said, Bregman. Like it, the list just Everybody. goes on and on. And, yeah, every single player on that team can hit a home run yeah. at any time. They're Beyond stacks, um, I, the Astros pitching though has been really well. Garrett Cole, Justin Verlander, Dallas Keuchel bullpen's been well. They actually have the third best playoff ERA. I don't really, the Cubs are number two, but at the same time they don't really right. count because they only played two. Yeah, right. they only played two games, so it's definitely gonna be weird to watch. I'm excited. Well, give me your final World Series prediction here. Oh man, I don't, I don't know, but I just feel like the Astros are gonna. I just got my money on the Astros again. They got the they got Verlander, solidified starter. Ty Cole's done pretty well. And Garrett Cole's honestly having a breakout season because he doesn't have all that pressure like he did in Pittsburgh. Yeah. So with all that being said, in their lineup of stats, Correa, Springer, everybody. I just gotta go with the Astros Yeah, no, I'm right there with you, man I just feel like they're so stacked up I feel like it's really hard to repeat in sports I mean, yeah. the Brewers are pretty hot But I just don't think either of these teams no. can beat Houston yeah. Houston's got too much power, too much pitch in that lineup Let's move on here to a little NFL I know you're a big Cowboys fan There's been lots huge. of, yeah, huge Cowboys fans see this Oh yeah, repping the Dallas Stars yeah. today I like it, you got to I love the Stars jerseys yeah. Those are clean. The, green jer- the green, that's clean But do you think the Cowboys can make a playoff run? I mean they're, the division's been weak. The division has been very weak. I'll go out and say the Giants are the worst team in our division. By 100%. 100%. Um, the, uh, the Redskins are doing okay, better than I thought they would be doing with Alex Smith as a quarterback. I think that they will be probably in the middle of the division come playoff time. I think our only real opponent in this one is going to be the Eagles. Right now they're struggling, but that's just because Carson Wentz just came back. And once they once they start clicking again, I feel like it's going to be a repeat of last year. They'll be very good. Uh, with the Dallas Cowboys, I think all we really need is one uh, deep threat or like a third down wide receiver who we can count on, like with Des Bryant used to be three, four years ago, mm-hmm. or like uh, like what Jason Witten was his whole career on third downs. So we need someone like that so that that will just open up the run game even more because. Zeke's already like leading the league in rushing, something like close to it. Mm-hmm. He's got like five games with a uh, hundred yards rushing from scrimmage. So I think all we need is just a, a solidified vet wide receiver who gets open. Like Josh Gordon would have been a yeah. great pickup. I thought we were going to do that. Um, and if we get that, our defense has honestly been pretty good. Red zone defense has been unreal. Last week they were incredible. Mm-hmm. So. 
we get that, I feel like we can make the playoffs. Yeah, see, I actually, I'm not going to lie, I've been, I've kind of hated on the Cowboys a little bit just because I feel like they don't really have the receiver they need. And I mean, if, when Zeke has gone off there this season, y'all have won games. Right. And that's what I always felt this season is like, Zeke will be able to dominate games at home just because he kind of got the crowd and stuff. But my biggest thing is y'all need Sean Lee on the field. Now, mm-hmm. Sean Lee's been hurt, but actually Jalen Smith, he was a guy I was really high yeah. on coming out of Notre Dame. He mm-hmm. tore that ACL, but he looked amazing, especially on those Deshaun Watson runs oh on the gosh. down the goal rock him every yeah. time. Yeah. Deshaun Watson was getting beat to death. Yes, him and I, Dak both were. I know. That was a crazy game to watch. I know there was a lot of controversy with you, Jason Garrett not going for him fourth down. Right, right. See, I don't really think you can be mad at him just because you don't get it. You lose the game. You punt the ball away. You also argue you lose the game. But at right. the same time, I feel like with coaching, you, when you're a coach or a manager or anything, you got to make risky decisions to win right. the game and you have to be ready to take the heat if you don't right. get it. You get it, you're genius. You get it, you don't get it, you're stupid. But at the same time, I'm not going to fault Jason Garrett for not doing it. He he relied on his defense. Y'all's defense had played pretty well throughout right, the whole right. game. I feel like you got to rely on the defense. But I actually do think y'all have a chance to win this division. I think now the Eagles can pull it together. They need Carson Wentz to pull it together, which yeah. I'll talk about more later. But they have a lot of locker room problems. Like I just hate yeah. the fact that Lane Johnson's been out here saying so many people have been bashing him for it. I got to do it too. Where he said, he said, I would rather win one championship and have fun than win five and have a terrible time. Right. That's that's just a yeah. stupid mentality, yeah. but I just feel like this team's kind of imploded and they have way too many personalities. I don't like all those personalities yeah. in the locker room. They're already writing books. It's just stupid. And I feel like Jai got hurt. Yeah, exactly. And they lose a Jai. Like they're not they're not as deep as they were last year right. in the running back position. So I think this division's still wide open. And like you said, I mean Dallas, if they can keep winning home games, they can keep pounding the ball into Zeke. I think they have a chance to make the playoffs. And I think it'll give Jason Garrett a chance to stick around. Do you That's think they should team. fire him or stick around? Or stick I think I think you gotta let him stick around. A little bit longer, mm-hmm. you know, because I mean, you just gotta let them stick around. I feel like if we get a wide receiver, we don't lose two of those games that we already lost. Like 100%. week one, I don't think we lose that game against the Panthers, mm-hmm. and then uh, last week, I feel like things would have been different if we had a legit wide receiver. Yeah, and even in that Panthers game, like, y'all stayed in the final score was right. 16-8. Y'all ran it the whole game. Right. The Panthers have a good defense. They were at home. They have good home field advantage. Right. I mean, if y'all could have had, like, a just one – I feel like y'all were just a play away or something. Yep. See, that's what I thought Gallup was going to be. I felt like he was mm-hmm. going to step up and yep. make it. I just feel like you can't go far, though, with Cole Beasley as your best receiver. You can't because he is a he's a 5-10 to 10 yard guy. Mm-hmm. He's not a, a deep threat at all. So Yeah, 100%. And, I mean, y'all schedule – like, y'all schedule – plays out pretty well. Obviously, you got to play the Jags next week. Probably yeah. not. Win. But I mean, after that, realistically, y'all could definitely take the rest of the schedule like at Atlanta on the road. Atlanta's mm-hmm. so banged up on defense. Y'all yeah, can easy, easily take that one. I'm a Falcons fan. I mean, I just yeah. can't back our defense against anybody without Green. We could probably take the Jags, too. <laughs> the way Blake Bortles has been playing. Yeah, I mean, anything's possible. Anything is possible in the NFL. I mean, that's yeah. the thing always. It's all about how you coach in the games and stuff. But I mean, the Cowboys, they definitely, do you think they miss Dez or would you have him back? I know he said you said he said stuff about returning. So I think I would have him back, but on a condition that he comes in knowing that he's not the receiver that he once was. He can help our team, yes, but he's not. He, I don't think he's a 50-50 ball guy mm-hmm. anymore. He's not the deep threat that he once was. Granted, can he make some? 15-yard, 20-yard catches, yes. But as long as he knows that he's not the guy he once was, then I'd be glad to have him back. Yeah, see, I just don't think y'all can bring Dez back. I think he's too much of a locker room problem. I think bringing him back in there would tear up the locker room. I think I just think Dez needs to move on from Dallas completely. Yeah, I saw uh, – uh, not Jason Garrett, uh, Jerry. Mm-hmm. 
Jerry Jones had some some words about him. I want I can't re- I don't I don't want to quote him because I don't know exactly what he said, but it sounded like he said we don't want him back. Yeah, no, I mean I can't blame him there, but Cowboys could definitely use a receiver. Uh, like I said earlier, we come back to Carson Wentz. Looking back on that draft, him and Jared Goff selected one and two. At this point, who do you think's had the better career, or is the better quarterback? Well. <laughs> um, Wentz has easily had the better career. He's already won a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So that that question's easy. Who's a better quarterback? Well, that's up for debate. I mean, if Carson Wentz had um, Todd Gurley in the backfield, he'd probably be even better. So I think Carson Wentz is probably the better quarterback. Interesting. See, I think Wentz was the better quarterback, mm-hmm. but I think once he's torn his ACL, see, I think he's kind of like a white Michael Vick. Like, Wentz uh-huh. ran the ball around a lot. Like, people yeah. don't realize that. He's elusive. Like, I saw him mix yes. in throws, especially against the, it was against the Seahawks on a Sunday night where he got out of the pocket and he threw an absolute dime mm-hmm. as he took the hit. Like, Wentz mm-hmm. is flashy with the legs, but I think tearing his ACL, he hasn't looked the same yeah. since, and it's a tough injury to come back from. Now, I think he still could bounce back, but right now I got Jared Goff as the better quarterback. I think I think obviously rookie year, I would take Wentz as rookie year. Second year, I mean, the stats, Goff only has better stats because he played more games because Wentz got hurt. But like you said, pretty much set him up to win the Super Bowl. I think Goff, I mean, Goff has just looked so good to me this season. I feel like he's really figured everything out now. He does have an offensive mastermind. Same time, Doug Peterson is too. Like people always say, like, oh, you're a system player. But at the same time, a player in a bad system is obviously not going to play well. So. I've got to, I'm going to give Jared Goff the edge right now, but I think Carson Wentz can still win this back if he's mm-hmm. able to pull things together. And I think Philly does kind of get back on track, especially this week versus the Giants. After like five years, I think you asked me that again. It might, you know, it might be a different. Answer. Yeah, but I mean, it will definitely. It, it could take Wentz, like you know, like he could have a yeah. shaky year after the injury, then the next year be yeah. back again. Yeah, you know, you got to yeah. got to give it a little time. But you never know. yeah, no, it's definitely been fun to watch. Though we'll move last bit right here, lightning round. Just a couple quick questions for me and you both. Um, so, I, did you watch the the fight on uh, on Saturday night? I did watch it. I did watch it. Yeah, it was kind of a letdown. I mean, McGregor got his face beat in. Did. But did you think the brawl after the fight was staged to make the rematch bigger? I do not think it was staged. And the reason I do not think it was staged is because I saw uh, when uh, Khabib's like, trainer or brother was trying to climb out the ring to go get him. Mm-hmm. McGregor was throwing punches at him. Then when he came back in, uh, the dude in the red that jumped over was full-on punching McGregor in the face, like bare fist. So I don't think it was staged at all. See, I think that it was staged between for like Khabib and McGregor to overreact like that. But I think that like certain, you know what I mean? Like they can't let everybody on and know that. Right. So I think that some people overreacted and freaked out and got a little bit bigger than it did. But I feel like, I mean, McGregor really got no repercussions from when he attacked that bus and he should have like definitely right. been, I feel like he should have been suspended or we ain't yeah. even seen jail time from that. So I feel like a lot of this is to make the storylines make more money. This Cause I mean, there's probably the most money just, you know, like one right. box match, all the money on pay-per-view and stuff. Yeah. I could definitely see it being staged I mean the same time it couldn't be but I just yeah. feel like it's kind of I feel like a lot of this stuff's kind of staged up to make it like because all three of the guys got released from jail like yeah. immediately yeah. that McGregor night McGregor didn't need to press charges yet yeah. yeah exactly that's what I'm saying like if I was McGregor I'm definitely pressing charges yeah see I, I honestly I didn't even think about that but 
That is a good point. Maybe it was. It does make it a lot better than rematch. You know? Yeah, and I mean Dana White even came out and said that like McGregor's asked him for a rematch yep. already. Yep. So like they're just trying to run the money up. There's tons of money in that. Next question. This is kind of an interesting thing to think about. So the Phillies had the lowest payroll in baseball last year. The Phillies? Yeah, the Phillies are this okay. last season. So they obviously lost the division of the Braves. They know the Bra- the baby Braves, this young team. They know we got the number one farm system. Could you see them going out spinning the big bucks and getting Harper and Machado in this offseason? I can see them getting Harper. I feel like they are going to pursue Harper very much. And I think Machado will be right after that. Um, they signed – who was the – for like ninety million, they just signed someone. Oh, uh, Arietta. Arietta. Mm-hmm. So I think if they get some some big bats, I think they can, they'll do it. Like Bryce Harper and Machado. Yes, I, I completely agree with that, and yeah. I could also see them going after Mike Trout since he's from mm-hmm. Philly. He's a huge Eagles fan. I could see them trying to get him. To make I don't think I don't think the Angels are going to let him go. Yeah, no. Yeah. I mean, I think the Angels are stupid. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, this, the stats on him are absolutely yeah. like they're crazy. He's probably going to be the best baseball player we'll ever see in our lifetime. Right. So I mean, I just. I, just, I could see it happening. I can see the Phillies stack up their lineup. They'd be smart to do it. Last question for you here. Can LeBron and the Lakers get to the NBA Finals? The answer is yes. With LeBron, anything is possible. Uh, Lonzo beefed up a little bit. He's probably got a shot back, probably more confident. And uh, Ingram, I think, is going to have a breakout season with LeBron. Mm-hmm. He won't get double teamed. He doesn't have anything to worry about. So I think those three are like the keys. And then you got Lance Stevenson. And he's always been just a good player in the league. Mm-hmm. So I think, yes, they can make it back. See, I don't, I don't think anybody can beat the Warriors. But at the same time, like you said with Ingram, he came out and said today that he's going to tear the NBA right. up, basically saying he's ready to have a big season. LeBron yeah. takes a lot of pressure off. I really like the length on the Lakers. Like you put Lonzo, Kuzma, LeBron, mm-hmm. um, Lance Stevenson, JaVale McGee, any, Brandon Ingram, any of those guys uh, on the yeah. court. you got such long wingspans on yeah. them that they can really play good defense on this mm-hmm. Warriors team and kind of try to D them up. I just think the Warriors have too much offensive firepower. I just think if LeBron could like this is a bit this is gonna be one of this is one of my crazy takes for the NBA this season. Lakers trade Brandon Ingram and Alonzo Ball to the um, Blazers and they get Damian Lillard in return or Kuzma and Alonzo for Damian Lillard. I mean I feel like it's the perfect fit because Damian Lillard's kind of like that kind of got that similar Kyrie Irving playing style with how that he with he how he's not really much of a passing point guard. He's more of a score, so I feel right. like they fit well together. I think if they could make a move like that, because Damian Lillard kind of has been kryptonite for the Warriors. He scored 50 on him a couple times. I feel like that him and LeBron together could have a chance at it, but I feel like LeBron needs one more superstar before he can do it. Uh, that's tough. I mean, for me personally, I think to stop the Warriors, all you have to like, well, not all you have to do, but your main focus, you just have to stop KD. He's, mm-hmm. I think, He's their best scorer, honestly. So I feel like if you lock him down and then lock down either Steph or Clay, then you have a way better chance of winning than. Yeah. I mean? See, LeBron though has a good shot at doing it over a lot of other players because yeah. you can't match the war- match the Warriors' pace. You got to right. play a yeah. slow isolation yeah. game, which is what LeBron likes to do. Because the biggest thing is when that they get in transition and you get rebounds with Draymond and KD, and they push the ball before, then you basically Steph and Clay spotting up, yeah. or Draymond gets in, you add KD to that and spotting yeah. up. That's where they kill everybody's yeah. with those point forwards. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's gonna be fun to 
it'll definitely be fun to watch. I mean, I'm a huge James Harden fan, Chris love Paul James. fan, love the Rockets. Yeah. I just I don't know if they can get it done. I mean, without a reason, Ubami say they don't really have anybody to guard right. LeBron. So it's going to be interesting. But at the same time, do they really have anybody that can guard Harden and Paul? So it's going to be fun to watch. I mean, the Western Conference is going to be crazy. I'm, ex- yeah. I'm excited though for everything. But Tony, I appreciate you coming on, man. Yeah, I had a good time. Glad to be here, boss. All right, guys. Once again, big thanks to Tony for coming on the podcast and talking some sports with me. Great guy. Used to have class with him at Kennesaw. Always had fun with him in class, but we'll be pulling for him. Hopefully, we'll see him out here striking people out soon for the Mets. It'll be fun to watch him send a guard to Grom, get people out in the bigs. But once again, guys, this concludes today's podcast. Follow me on Twitter, at Hot Takes with TP3. Going to be posting a couple more videos on there, me just talking sports and all that stuff. My bets will be on there too uh follow or like us on facebook you y'all know the whole nine yards get to it get on it but i'll see you guys again later this week